Welcome to Of Dyson Dens. We are no longer directly in an adventure. We're going to You're do a little bit of characterization today. Uh, I already did Jason separately because he was unavailable today. So you won't hear that voice. Um, I'll probably cut that in in the middle here somewhere. Um, I'll be doing Jens separately as well. Uh, but with us today, currently, to my left... Is Kimberly. Who is playing... Navia the Centaur Fighter. And to my right... Is Aerie. Playing... Uh, Elishana. <laughs> Clashtar Cleric. Which, I'm glad that you said your real name first this time. You've Shut been up. learning. Shut up. And then in the ether <laughs> is... There. And on the phone is Jeff playing Fiznik. So yeah, today we're going to be doing a bit of character work, so it's going to be very different from what we've done in the past. Very similar to stuff that uh, you may have heard on Adventure Time, only my story you're writing is... Yeah, that one. <laughs> well, the Adventure Zone. Uh, except that I'm probably not as good of a writer as Griffin, nor do I have the free time. So... Jeff, Griffin doesn't have free time, it's just his job. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, okay, I'm not being paid to do that. There you go. If you guys want to give me full-time work, I will dedicate all my time to this game. Yes. Alright, so we'll start with Navia. Okay. The one for whom I have the least amount written. Oh, cool. Let me pull up my Either that means you are not going to have a story, or it means you have to do the most role playing. <laughs> she, she does. I definitely <laughs> do. I definitely do. <laughs> I, I knew the answer. <laughs> I know how you work, Daniel. Open my message with Daniel. It's been probably three, four weeks since, you know, you defeated uh lord darvin and helped put the city right got your own house in the town uh -huh. from my understanding what have you been doing um i know you've been waiting for the sword to be forged right is there there's a town militia right or like is there like a town not not a significant one at the moment most of them kind of you know all the dudes died going to fight okay Marchmall. Yeah, there's there isn't like a significant militia. There was the some guards for Lord Dar for Lord Darvin, and they're kind of still they're still doing kind of that job. Okay, I'm just I'm mostly training. Um, in my downtime. And and um, as kind of a general general thing, uh, <laughs> uh, during that time, 
new people have been showing up once the fog lifted and it didn't seem cursed. So the town's starting to kind of go to an upswing of people and stuff. I have in my little bio I wrote way back when, um, one of my hobbies is painting. So I'm painting. All right. I'm doing some painting. Okay, cool. Are you are you finger painting? <laughs> <laughs> she's she's from finger paint land as far no, as everyone. No, I use a brush made of horse hair. <laughs> That's convenient. You could be a violinist <laughs> or a painter, and you have all the supplies at the ready already. Um, okay, so you've been painting, and uh, you just kind of practicing my swad to keep myself. So you were part of the army. Yes. So are you a deserter now? No. Because you never went back and you never finished your mission. Good point. Could I have sent a message? Like, sure. hey, I'm here for a bit. Everything's something. Probably send like a report back of what happened. Okay. Um, that, that makes sense. That could actually be why there's more yeah, people I'd here. Yeah, I send a report back like here's what happened. Um... I'd okay. like to stay here for a bit and see. Okay, I would say that then a contingent of the army is there to okay. help uh, with re- reparate, you know, repairing the city, getting them back in order, kind of getting yeah. their lives back in order. Yeah. And you're in charge of them. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Totes. All right. That sounds fair. All right, well, you get, one day you get a notice that your sword is ready. Oh, sweet. I'm going to go get it. All right. Uh, so you go to the Steel Hermit, uh-huh. uh, and he uh, shows you the sword. Is it gorgeous? It is a very beautiful sword. Tell me what it looks like. Sword. Um, okay, so the, the sword originally, it started out as the Moonbright sword. So it, and we know that it glows. It glows with the light glows of moonlight. Moonlight. So it's kind of got like a silvery, shimmery hilt, and the pommel is a moonstone. What's a moonstone? It's a rock that's a moonstone. Is it real? or is Yeah, it... yeah moonstones are real. Moonstones are real. Are they like opals? What are they? Kind of. Like? They're like, they like kind of translucent, whitish. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so... He hands you the sword, and as the, as you hold the sword, uh, you have a memory of your father. Aww. What is it? Where um, are we? What are we doing? Okay, let me... Let's see. They, We decided they died when I was eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trained to fight by the elders of the herd, maybe yep. not necessarily by my dad. Um, I'm pulling up my bio thing again. So, I've got two younger siblings. Maybe the youngest sibling is a teeny tiny baby. Just a little itty bitty kind of wobbling around like, you know that comic of the the baby, (laughs) the baby centaur? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he's teaching me how to hold that knife in case I need to protect my my brother and my sister. Okay. Uh Okay, so uh, where are we? Um, just on the road, like because uh, the herd is nomadic, mm-hmm. so it's it's just some place we've camped for a few days. Okay, I 
Navia. So what you need to do is place the knife like this. How is he showing you how to hold the knife? In my hand. Okay, but how? Um, what is he? How? What is he doing with the knife? That's special versus just some dude who would pick up a knife. Oh, I don't know. He just puts it in my hand and makes sure my grip is right. So okay. I'm holding it securely so I don't. It doesn't get knocked out of my mm -hmm. hand. So by putting your fingers like this on the blade, it makes it so that even if it's hit very hard, the knife will not break away. Yes. And then, is it? Does he only show you how to hold the knife? Does he show you how to use it at all? Uh, yeah, how to swing it, and there's a like a like a like a pole post, like a fence post. Okay. And I'm swinging it. Okay. So <clears throat> he says, "So what you need to do is aim right here," and he points below the ribs. Okay. He's like right right here in the middle, but below, and he shows you to. Up, uh, and he tells you if you try to go straight, all you'll do is hit the sternum. You'll do a scratch, but you won't stop them. The key is to stop momentum as quickly as possible. Won't that, won't that kill him? This is to be done only when you're in a situation where the either you or they will die. I don't want to die. So swing up. Okay. Okay, and now we are going to cut to the day of the raid. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> so now you have a memory there. You're a little bit older, probably two years older maybe. Okay. Uh, so maybe you were six then, now you're eight. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's it's a uh, 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 tabaxi. Mm-hmm. And you see many tabaxi, large manes around their heads, like a Maine Coon or Norwegian forest cat, or lion. <laughs> um, and they're, you know, they're, the tabaxi aren't really, they aren't, they don't make their own food. They're basically scavengers of other people, um, other tribes. And so they are invading your camp in order to take supplies. Um, you see, um, your father and mother, um, you know, there's an alarm raised as the raid starts happening. Um, and your father turns to you and hands you the knife and says, what do you do with this? What do I do is this? With this. With this. I stab under and up. Correct. So then you see him uh, and your mother pick up arms and go out and, and fight. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? Where, where where do the children go when there's a raid? I imagine the older children look after the younger ones. They get away from the fighting. Okay, but they're coming from all directions. Oh. So where do you go? Probably in the middle. Okay. And are you are you considered the older one? No. Okay. No, I'm older. All right. So you're you're you know in a semicircle around probably the campfire. Right. With the teenager centaurs in front, holding weapons. You know they've been trained like you, mm -hmm. but again, not skilled. Right. Um, and you look around and you're trying to see what's going on. It's night. It's dark. Um, you can see tents are lit on fire by the tabaxi as they're raiding through. And then you see a tabaxi uh, take down your father. 
and then you see another one take down your mother and then they're getting closer and closer to the middle and then one kind of breaks through the ranks of the centaurs they don't see him come through and he comes at you guys and he comes directly at you what do you do i i try to do what my daddy taught me to do all right let's do a roll for this one and while the while mommy and daddy are getting um killed i'm like trying to shield my brother and my sister trying to cover their eyeballs so Didi's not helping with the dice rolling. No, she's thing. not. All right, you want just what do you? What do just you do a d twenty. I'm not. Gonna uh, you're not gonna have any proficiency in anything. So. Eighteen. Oh, dang. You go. <laughs> Desperation, man. You go under and up, and you see you you look into the eyes of the Tabaxi as you do it, and he is shocked that an eight year old horse lady, <laughs> who makes that makes you probably about as tall as he is, because Tabaxi aren't probably. super tall, and centaurs are going to be taller than most. Normal right. humanoids. Um, so you, you know, you do the thing, but um, he falls on you and your siblings, oh, no, that's and kind of pins you to the ground scary. until um, you can hear. Uh, you know, it takes a long time, but you can hear it quiets down, um, and the, you know, the centaurs start looking through the dead and injured to try to validate, you know, what's going on, and the elder finds you, and moves. A tabaxi, and uh, he, your siblings are fine. Good. Um, but obviously, you're all a bit freaked. But messed up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and he helps you to your hooves. Uh huh. Um, he says, "Are you okay?" I, I think so. And he he looks at the tabaxi and looks at your hand. Uh huh. And you're still holding the the dagger yeah but probably not even realizing i'm holding yeah him and it's you know this point, obviously like, all covered in blood he died <laughs> <laughs> so he takes your hand with the dagger in it he says you did well you'll be a fighter one day thank you and now we're back at the blacksmith shop all right i'm <clears throat> crying a little bit <laughs> not gonna um, lie <laughs> uh dagmar is there okay and she She's got a, like a really bright look on her face. So it's going to have these abilities. Indomitable. So if you are, that means that if you are reduced to zero hit points, you can immediately make an attack with that weapon before you fall unconscious. What? Shit, yeah, baby. That's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> Considering how fast I go down. <laughs> right? Brawler. If the d20 for an attack made with this weapon is a 19 or 20... Uh-huh. You can force a creature that suffers damage from this weapon to make a DC 14 strength saving throw in addition to any damage caused. On a failed save, it is knocked prone. Ooh. <clears throat> so basically, I'm possibly just like, I hit it so hard it falls down. Yeah. Or you kind of wedge it and knock it to the ground. Okay. Dagmar tells you that when she looks at that weapon, she can feel that, that those powers are in that weapon. Ooh, because... Very cool. <laughs> and that's because, you know, you stood your... You stood your place uh, when that creature came at you and took it down, just like your father taught you to. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Now what? I, I'm going to go try it out. All right. I'm like, like, what, like practice, are there like practice dummies or something? Yeah, I'm sure you have some set up. Yeah, I'm going to go right. try it out. Okay, and you go use your weapon. Yep. Okay. And that's Navia's story. 
So it's probably been, you know, it's been a few weeks since the end of our adventure. Mm -hmm. Uh, You all, from my understanding, found houses Mm -hmm. um, and kind of moved in, I guess. Sure. Uh, Is that what you did? I assume so. Um, Did you get... Did you want to speak to me or did you want to speak to... What's his (laughs) His, name? His what's his name in there? Can I talk to... Uh, So, like... Did he get a? Did he? Did he want to kind of ranch or what kind of thing? Did he like? How is he basically paying for his? Because the goodwill of rescuing an entire town only lasts so long. Sure, sure. Um, the fog has disappeared by now, by the way, and like it's a beautiful town. Right. There's people who are starting to show up from sure. outside of the town. Mm-hmm. I think uh, what's his name? Uh, he can he can do some whittling. I'm pretty sure he's got, he could sell his goods, you know, as an arts and crafts gentleman. Uh, maybe he sells lizard milk. It's possible. I know that lizards are not mammals, but this is, this is, this is a world like. that, you know, we're inventing. Exactly. If you want your lizard to produce milk, yep. my lizard produces you... milk. And, okay. But, she, and she's cool with it being sold. Cause we have a, I'm sure we have some kind of a connection where we, yeah, if he's got to make a living, he's got to do it somehow, but he wants to do it in the, most cash way possible because right. he's 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 busy reading he's busy meditating trying to remember that's that's a lot of what's right. going on okay yeah. well um one night uh you know you you're you go to bed you find yourself sitting on the wooden porch of a quaint farmhouse mm. in front of you rows upon rows of corn are visible you hear music it's like no music you can remember which honestly doesn't mean much in your condition it's twangy and upbeat but with a melancholy. You look down and realize it's you playing the music and singing, though the words are so garbled you can't make sense of them. You're dreaming. You've had this dream almost every night you can remember. As you listen to the music, you realize there's a second voice singing, but again, it's garbled and unclear. You look to your side and see another person. You see them, but you don't. You try to focus, but they seem to blur more the harder you focus. It's like trying to look directly at a dim star in the night sky. As you are both singing, the sky grows dark and the air around you gets uncomfortably warm. You look back to the fields. They are now on fire and a giant black obelisk is standing in the middle. Some sort of pattern is glowing a bright red on it, but again, you can't seem to focus on it. You and the other person stand. You can't see their face, but you know there's terror on it. Suddenly, black wisps of smoke shoot out from the obelisk. They feel as if they are alive, weaving and contorting as they spread out along the landscape. One tendril is heading directly toward you. In a flash, it has started wrapping around the other person. They scream. Suddenly, their voice stops being garbled, and you hear them shout, Help! The face is clear now. Who is it? Hmm. I I mean, boy, I'm, I'm having to assume. I'm assuming this is my sweet, sweet lover. My sweet, sweet lover named... I mean, I wouldn't know her name, so. You do right now. Oh, I do. I do know her name right now. Okay. I mean, that's assuming it's a her. That's not fair. Yeah. It's that's my. A, that's su- on you. It's my. It's my. My final sweet, sweet lover. Uh, my most recent sweet, sweet lover. I'm just gonna keep saying sweet, sweet <laughs> lover. Uh, Bob Newhart. Uh, I'm just looking at <laughs> records on the wall. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, you know the the only name I I know is um why is this taking so long (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I'm asking for a. It's a big ask. It is a big name. Nask. Nask. It's a big Nask. A big Nask. Uh, you know what? Uh, Billy. Billy. I just realized what I. That's accidental. I'm looking at a note. <laughs> That has the name Billy on it is nothing to do with the fact that I've just watched okay. a ton of. Now I I'm gonna have to I need you to be clear here. Yeah. Is it a he Billy or a she Billy? It's a, it's a he Billy. It's okay. A, it's a he Billy. Okay. Thank you. Um, I don't know how binary my uh, what's his name is, but clearly he's you know. <laughs> um, you call back their name, mm-hmm. but it's too late. You're now being wrapped in the black smoke as well. Mm-hmm. Just as Billy is completely enveloped, your vision goes black. Shit. You awaken in a sweat. The dream has never been so clear before. You realize it wasn't a dream. It was a memory. Ooh. I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, I guess I do because I know something now, but yeah, it's good to know things. Yeah. That's your little bit there mm-hmm. to help kind of help you drive your character. Yeah, you now good. know that you and Billy mm-hmm. somehow are wrapped in the smoke right. and now you're here. Yeah. Another thing that you remember from your dream yes. is that your guitar isn't just a guitar. Mm. Um, there's actually um, some magic to it. Okay. You, um, you don't, you're not 100% sure if it was like that before or maybe however you got here caused it to, to get some magic. Okay. But when you attune to it, which... You will be because it only takes like a long rest to attune to something. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you advantage on all ability checks that require charisma. Ooh, all right. So, yeah. Anything that has the cha mm-hmm. next to it, mm-hmm. you get advantage on. Cha. Cha. Also on charisma saving throws, uh, you provide advantage on charisma saving throws for anyone in the party that can hear you playing music. So That's everyone dope. gets advantage on saving against charisma. So things like charm, which are charisma based, right. they have advantage on saves. All right. Um, it also has, it comes with, so when you start with, it'll have three charges. Um, and you can spend those charges. Either one charge can be spent to cast charm person or charm monster. Okay. Which means it doesn't use one of your spell slots to okay, do it. Okay, so it's its own thing. And it's right. one charge, so you could do, right right off the bat, you could do that three times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or two charges can be spent to attempt to stun a target. All right. Because they'll get mesmerized by your music. That's fucking great. Okay. Um, and then once you've spent all your charges, after a long rest, you roll a 1d4 mm-hmm. to see how many charges your guitar has the next day. All right. All right. I like this. Yeah. She the this was uh created by uh Kayla DM Dalliance. Uh does she have a web page? I probably should have looked that up. Probably before. Probably. So she's basically got a blog that has a lot of DM resources. Mm-hmm. And she probably has some adventures and stuff she's made. So check her out at justkwritesontheweb.wordpress.com. Okay. So you can check her out on Twitter. Her Twitter handle is just thinking K. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit easier. If you go there, you'll be able to get all of her stuff. Um, but yeah, so she made two other cool items, and she made that one just for Jay because I won a contest. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's kind of great. Yay. Thank you, then, to her also.
Thanks for listening to episode 18 of, of Dice and Dens. This was interesting for me. Uh, I haven't done a whole lot of homebrew stuff for this particular game yet. A little bit, but not a whole lot. I had to like go back and take a look at everyone's backstories they wrote. Sometimes even remind them of the backstories they wrote. And uh, figure out not only how do I broaden these characters, but how can I tie that into something in the game. I learned about this uh, DM's Guild thing called Ancestral Weapons. It was uh, a module someone put together where instead of having to keep trading out your weapons, especially someone who has, say, an ancestral weapon, a weapon that belonged to their family or something, where they wouldn't want to get rid of it, how do you upgrade the weapon instead of giving them additional magical weapons that they have to trade out? Being able to do the backstory, especially with Navia and Elishana, not knowing where that was going to go, made it very difficult. Like, I, d- I couldn't plan the weapon ahead of time. I had to wait and let them roleplay and then find out where they go with it and come up with a weapon based on that. And I think that came out really well. It got dark. Got a little dark. I hope you guys liked it. By the time you're listening to this, uh, the charity that I've been touting for a while, Fuck Cancer Roll Dice, will have finished its deal. Uh, It was a heck of a lot of fun. We were Friday night. We were the last one, and it was very uh, interesting. Uh, Silver Ace did like her own homebrew world that she's actually been writing a whole environment for, and so we got to kind of experiment with that enjoyed it you can find that uh like a vod of that at uh, twitch.tv slash fcrd and you can kind of watch that and uh i got permission to download it and 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 reshare it so i may put it as an episode of odnd presents as well as uploading it to the odnd youtube so keep an eye out for that that being said uh you can contact us at odndpodcast.com Reach us at Twitter at ODNDPod. Find us on Facebook at ODNDPodcast. Or email us at ODNDPod at gmail.com. And please visit uh, StolenDress.com where we are also hosted on there. And you can find all the other podcasts that are related to it. You know, Danger's Comedy Hour podcast. What's with you, Scooby-Doo. Comedy on Vinyl. All those are there. So please check it out. StolenDress.com. As usual, most music in this episode was created by Kevin McLeod at Incompatech.com and licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License. So, like I said, it's been probably a couple weeks, a month. What have you done during that time with your chickens in your farm? <laughs> and, oh, and your potted plant that has now hatched. Yay! So, um, I was reading the thing. The pot breaks when they yeah. come out. So, you have the one use of it. So, now you have, what plant did you decide to put in it? <clears throat> did you decide to keep the pot plant in it? I think so. Okay. So, now you have a <laughs> baby pot plant. Aww. <laughs> 
It just and three chickens. <laughs> My entitled chickens. <laughs> Your entitled chickens. Entitled chicken game. Yep. <laughs> well, I forced Dagmar to move in with me. Okay. Because I'm a cleric, so I insist on healing and. She still goes back to her place because that's where all her stuff. Oh, is. I moved. Oh, I've been moving it slowly <laughs> into a shed in the backyard. It's <laughs> a lot of stuff. I know. Her. She keeps wandering back, <laughs> and then I have to coax her back with some books and stuff. Okay. Uh, the fog has cleared, um, and more people have shown up. Yeah, but not I, any other clash stars. I hung a shingle outside of my house, and so it, like. Uh, oh, I got sign. Yeah, swinging sign. sign. Got it. Okay. So it says, you know, people as people go through and people of the town all come to get healed or. Okay, so you're actually using your skill. Oh. Everyone else has been like Jay's. You know, Jay's a freaking bard. What's he do? He sells carvings <laughs> and lizard milk. <laughs> No, I'm a the fighter. Healer, what does she what do? do? She paints a pretty sunset. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can only work on days that I don't roll <laughs> a negative disposition, <laughs> which have been getting harder and harder. So I think sometimes Dagmar's taking care of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so you go into your, what is it, a trance is when you go to bed? You don't really sleep, right? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. you don't, or you sleep, but you don't I dream. Sleep, but yeah. Like okay. No, I think what happens is I go into <laughs> the other world. So sometimes I can sleep, and sometimes my Oladic yeah. talks to me, makes me stay up playing chess with him. <laughs> well, this is one of those nights. Uh, he doesn't understand i don't know how to play chess <laughs> but he's not here to play chess it's just him in a chair um when you when you appear you see him as you often do and the the, the realm around you is kind of vague like there's no walls there's oh, yeah. no floor there's no there's shapes but you, there's no dis- it's like definitive Janet's void <laughs> oh there's shapes though it's oh, okay. it's dark right it. it's a dark area um with shapes but not nothing that's Easy to see. And uh, sitting in front of you in a chair, as apparently you have often seen, is a figure in really nice noble nobleman's clothing with a head that's basically smoke, black smoke. You can't, you feel like there's features in it, but at the same time, when you try to see them, you can't. So this is just what I usually see, right? This isn't new? No, this is a Yeah. But, so I've been seeing this since I was a baby. Apparently so. Yeah. You hadn't really established that you saw him, saw him in your background. So. Oh yeah. So now I know that you. This is what you have been seeing. Um, but he's sitting there. And he's like, <coughs> says, Elushana, isn't it time that you turned yourself over, like the rest of your family has? To the darkness. No, the darkness scratches. <laughs> <laughs> I've told you. I'm not interested. This is getting tedious, Uladic. I agree, because no. it is inevitable. No, it's not. Just because my family tends to go towards your direction, most Kalashtars 
are good and not <laughs> like you. So they would have you believe, yes. Yeah. That's what my parents told me. That's what their parents told them. <laughs> Let's do a roll. What kind of roll? Let's do a d20. Eight. Yuck. I like mine. You, uh, you feel this compulsion to, to the darkness. You can feel it pulling at you. And it's harder to fight than it has ever been before. You feel like he's been getting deeper and deeper into your mind. Does um, Helm, do I have any... So you start walking toward him, and then you hear a voice from behind you. Hey, Lashana, don't do it! You turn around, and you see a Nalfishne standing there. Aww. And this is the first time... Frustella was more than just a stuffed animal. And he's telling you, don't, don't do it. And Eulatic uh, uh, says, it is inevitable. She is coming to the darkness. And so, and you can see, now you have this compulsion pulling you the other way. Exactly the same. Um, and you're there, you don't know how long, hours, days, years. It feels like forever where you're you're being pulled both directions and they're telling you not to go to it. And Eulatic says finally, fine, let's have a test then. And then there's a flash and you're standing in a temple of Helm. Mm. Um, and uh, in front of you is a young girl, very sick. Probably hours away from death. Uh, and you startle her father, who's crying over her. He says, oh my goodness. Helm has answered my prayers because you're wearing your amulet of, El of Helm. Um, please help me. He explains to you that this girl is dying. His daughter is dying of a very rare illness. Um, but an alchemist in this town has discovered a potion that can cure it. Uh, the ingredients are very rare and expensive, and he charges 2,000 2, gold pieces per potion. Uh, but um, the father knows that it's, that's at least 10 times as much as the ingredients actually cost him to, to source. Um, with friends and family, he has scraped up 1,000 gold for the potion uh but he went to the alchemist asked saying you know my daughter is dying this is all i have can you please just sell me the potion and the alchemist told him that he discovered that concoction and he's going to make money from it this doesn't sound familiar at all <laughs> what do you do and my powers with helm can't help no mm -mm. Um, reminder the helm is the god of protection of yeah. the innocent and the infirm. Yeah. What do you do? How much money do I have on me? None. <laughs> I know. Zeros. Well, what power? Like, what? The only thing that can save her is that potion. Oh. For is those so of you at home, if you want to look this up, it's <laughs> called the Heinz Dilemma. Continue. <laughs> Give her ketchup. I was going to say, is it spelled like the ketchup? Um, so, Fruhu and Eladic aren't there? Nope. It's just you, this father, his daughter, and 
Can I down the road, the place of the potion? And, but we're not it's in after... a temple of Helm. You are in a temple of Helm. Oh, can I pray to Helm and ask for guidance? <laughs> you pray. Okay. Helm. <laughs> no response. Help, help. <laughs> this is a test. Oh. It's not fair. Like, Uladic is not my god. He's not my patron. <laughs> Shake down the like, alchemist? <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to him that he's being. This is after animal. hours. He's, oh, god. he's unavailable. Oh. And he's one of the few people who do not live in their shop. I'm not, I don't know. I can't, I can't heal her. I don't know what to, this is a, this is a stupid test. <laughs> Capitalism at its worst. Socialist. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, I mean, we live in a semi-feudal socialist. I mean, you could always just go steal it. No. I'm lawful good, aren't I? <laughs> I think you're lawful I, neutral. Oh, am I? No. Or neutral. Or neutral good. Neutral good. I'm like lawful that. neutral, I think. So, as a bit of a reminder, your god is lawful neutral, or at least, okay. you know, in whatever edition, he's lawful neutral. And his goal is to protect the innocent and the sick and the dying. That's true. The hell hasn't done his job. Well, that's why you're here. How am here. I supposed to be... How am I supposed to be a helper of the innocent if I myself are not innocent? Although I've never really been innocent. <laughs> and... When was the god of um, basically helping people who can't help themselves? Yeah. Except he's not helping right now. Or is he? Well, fine. I go look in the shop. Like, look through the windows. <laughs> yeah, you see it sitting right there. I can't just sit down and refuse not to answer. Not to play. Because I feel like... Okay, well, I... she'll die. But we're in a different realm. It's not a real thing. Do you want to roll an insight? Yes. <laughs> but I don't have my... Is it just based on d20? Not who I Well, just roll it. Four. Not a good insight. <laughs> um, I mean, you're pretty sure this isn't fake. What? Pass. <laughs> I'm not good at these sorts of things. I don't want to steal it because then it's just... Who's... Take it, leave the thousand. Does he, only, does he have a thousand on him? Yeah. Oh, he, he raised so a thousand. He, has he a thousand. He tried to buy it for a thousand, and the guy refused to sell it to him. Can because I he write an IOU for myself? <laughs> sure. I don't think that'll work. Um. What kind of sickness does she have? Is she like? Coughing blood? Is she? Yeah, she's covered in sores, and just her breathing was rattling and labored and shallow. 
it's definitely obvious that she by morning she'll be gone um can i go can i speak to her or is she unconscious she's unconscious Mm. all you have is what the father told you so keep in mind the guy only paid 200 gold for the ingredients (laughs) i know i know but still (laughs) sorry i'll shut up this is your story he's an asshole but you just you can't just become evil just like him you're stooping to his level I feel like cheaty right now (laughs) (laughs) so he just owns IP alright um (laughs) does she have like it is there like a handkerchief or something of hers or something I can wrap the money in? <laughs> what? Why I don't do you... want to give him the illness. <laughs> no. I mean, you could, but it's not spread that way. All right. I'll just leave the thousand. Okay. This is why I work better in a team. Okay. I can't make these decisions. You, will, you find that the door is actually unlocked. Yeah. And you, okay, so I'd be you... fine with breaking a window anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, all I'm seeing is Martin Shkreli. <laughs> He's the guy that jacked up the insulin. Oh, or the AIDS. No, the AIDS um, Ugh, medication. Fuck that guy. <laughs> okay, so you leave the thousand and take the potion. Mm-hmm. And you return to the Temple of Helm. Yes. And yes. hand it to the father who is thanking you and he's crying and uh, he, you help him, because he's shaking, he's so excited. You help him give his daughter the potion, and almost immediately the sores disappear, and her breathing becomes normal. <laughs> and then there's a bright flash, and you're back in the void. And Eladic uh, says, Drat! <laughs> and you can see a very happy smile on Fru Stella's face. I don't get it. Um, and uh, <laughs> says, well, I'll just get you next time. And you wake up in bed. Um, and uh, your disposition die is now a d6. Not a d4. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we'll say that when you woke up, you're at a 1. You don't need to roll for that one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you get up and you go start preparing for the day, preparing your spells like you always do. And so, and of course, you think on the spells that you have memorized and they're not there. What? You cannot remember any of your spells. But then something creeps at the back of your mind. You know, these spells. Uladic. Has slipped these in. Oh no. <laughs> That's not good. Why don't you read it for the class? <laughs> There's a necromancy one. Mm-hmm. Infestation, which is conjuration, pi- primal savagery, transmutation, and vicious mockery. Oh jeez. But those are those are all sorts of things, aren't they? They absolutely are. But But they're all one thing. Not nice. Yeah. <laughs> Fudge. 
So you go through the day and you definitely avoid using any of them. Yeah. Uh, you go to bed and you wake up the next day. Why don't you go ahead and roll another disposition? D6 now. Oh, no. Ah. And you roll a one and wake up again with those spells. Ugh. You were supposed to roll a different number so I could tell you that on a two or higher, you have your old spells back. Oh. It's when you wake up with a bad disposition because you had an interaction with Zuladic. So it's not evens anymore? It's just anything over one? Or... Anything, yeah, anything higher than a one, you have. You can still treat it however you want as far as your attitude goes. Oh, got it. But a one gets you those spells instead. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's Aladdin invading your mind. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Fuck! Don't call me Shirley. Can I just <laughs> the second day I just curl up with Fru Fru Stella in bed and don't come out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but also, you find your, your Sword of Helm has some abilities on it. I have a Sword of Helm? Or my Mace of Helm? Your Mace of Helm, sorry. Okay. I even asked you earlier. Yep. (laughs) Uh, That's why I knew what you were talking about. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm gonna give you Indomitable as well. Because it seems, seems right. That's the one where... Before I pass out, I... You get one more hit. Yeah. One more potential hit. Were those people from the... Were they just random, or were they people from our village? They were from a village you've never been to before. That's the great thing about gods and demons. You can... (sighs) They can put you anywhere. Well, at least I don't feel guilty about the (laughs) Martin Shkreli. Um... I'm also going to give you spell storing one. Okay, so you get to pick one level one spell to store in your weapon. So I don't have to memorize it? Nope, but it's that weapon always has that one spell. So um, I'll give you until next game to think about what spell you want to put on your weapon. Uh, And you get to cast it once every long rest. Basically gives you this so little extra spell. I don't have to memorize it, and I don't... Does it use a spell slot? Nope. Basically, cool. you've got one spell stored in your weapon. Nice. Um, its attack bonus is 4, and the save is 12. Nice. So it's a little bit weaker than probably what yours is. Yeah. Um, and I have one more point to you award. Do I so have does that mean winter? I can memorize... Other spells on days, one day. That sword, that spell is no, no. always in the weapon. For these ones. Those are cantrips. All it does is replace your cantrips. Oh, got it, got it, got you it. Have your, you have your spell book and you memorize those spells. These are the ones that you know in your head. Got it. And he removes the ones you know and replace it with other ones. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll give you Death Ward, which gives you advantage on death saving throws. Nice. All right. That was Eloshana's piece of the story. Grin, good pots. It's been probably like, you know, three weeks-ish since... The events of you saving the city 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you you all got houses and were, I guess, kind of chilling out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fog has dissipated since then. What what have you been up to these last few weeks? What's your life been like? Hmm. Um, I've probably been fixing up my house and, um, I'd imagine that I'd be checking in on the family I met and the Fletchers. Mm-hmm. And, um, probably be checking around town to see um if anybody needed anything because i feel like my character is kind of restless and um i think that's also felt like if you're gonna get to know people you might as well be useful (laughs) (laughs) so you're kind of uh kind of becoming like a town handyman kind of thing I feel like, yeah, but I'd probably try and make things look nice, too, because I have, like, you know, an an artist in me. That's true. That's fair. All right. So uh, one day after visiting with the Fletchers, you're at home and uh, and you're thinking about the the family you had to, you know, basically run to protect. Mm -hmm. Tell, Tell us. uh, Tell us what they were like. Tell us what your life was like before the inciting incident of your character Mm. the oh the the kids that i that i found or you you were uh the daughter of a of a potter Mm -hmm. and and then yeah you uh you found some abused children and you released them but what was your life like before that happened oh okay um well who were you before you were on the run well, um, I was in a potting family, and uh, we were known for making very reliable um, pots that were useful and, and convenient for people, um, but not always, not ugly, uh, very well made, but um, very traditional and very, um, very more functional than, yeah. Um, not, not trying to, you know, break any of our molds, um, as it were. <laughs> uh, and I was more interested in, um, exploring some new things and I wasn't always encouraged because it takes a lot longer to design something new than, um, to keep making something that was designed really well, um, for its job and, everybody needs them to you know live a comfortable life back home so mm-hmm. um you know every house needs them so uh the less i made um my parents didn't really like you know Got it. me wasting my time too much <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh inevitably your you know memories do go back to that night that day uh Let's, you know, what happened? Tell me, tell me what, you know, what was Grin's day like that last day? So I feel like I had a big deadline to, um, 
finish uh, unloading all these parts uh, to deliver and and make some, um, you know, fill the heat heat the kiln back up for the next round and um, so it's a lot of work, uh, you know, getting all all the things checked before I can um, deliver, you know, what um what a winery needs for you know bottles mm-hmm. um but i uh i i got them all done and i i was a little late delivering because i wanted to um experiment with some things i wanted to make and i may have um you know i had something i made loaded up into that kiln too so i was sort of admiring it and uh put it into my pocket and then um loaded up all the cases and uh took a cart over to um the winery it would have been getting dark and um kind of um foggy okay um, it looked like it was going to rain, and, uh, I showed up, um, normally there's somebody waiting for me, but I, uh, had to knock, and then they, um, took a long time to get to the door, um, and seemed a little out of sorts, um, and no one, um, it was just one person. Normally there's a few helpers that can, you know, move the stuff, uh, to the back. So I, um, I, uh, went in and, um, helped carry things to, to where they went. But I noticed, um, some weird sounds coming from, behind like a shelf okay um that sounded kind of upsetting so that's why i went um back and that was through the cellar and i sort of knew um that there were there were two ways to go in and um we had been going through the back way so i sort of um mm, jam something into the lock so it seemed like it closed would close all the way but i hoped that it would um not uh-huh. <laughs> and uh so your early rogue times right there i you know i i, I have you know i always have a little ball of clay in my pocket so um, right i sort of just slipped a little in there it would stick it together but not let it lock and uh I pretended, you know, my usual goodbye and, um, walked off, brought my cart home and then I ran back and, uh, um, grabbed, you know, a few sharp tools and scissors and, um, took my uh my dad's knife and 
um, you know, ran back and, um, sure enough, uh, it was, it was dark again, but, um, I went and waited till I didn't hear anything coming from the place, and then I snuck in and, uh, found that shelf and, um, lit a little lamp and opened it and that's when I found all the kids. There were, um, four of them in there, um, but it looked like there may have been more at one point and when I talked to the children, um, they said sometimes uh, there, there were there were more of us yesterday, but um, they we don't know where they went. Mm. Um, and uh, they were really pale and um, dirty and and seemed there were there were two of them that seemed despondent and two of them that hadn't been there maybe as long. Um, How little were they? Were they very little? Were they older? Was it kind of a mix? Um, there were, there was a five-year-old and a seven-year-old and two eight-year-olds. Okay. Um, and, um, there had been... 12 year old um but they were one of the ones that disappeared mm. um and they were made to um do some menial labor that required small hands um and uh you know they'd been beaten and um weren't allowed to really speak to anyone um, and they were just uh, mostly fed like leftover mashed grapes and bread mm. um, and that water. That sounds like a very very bad jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it seemed like there were a lot of bugs down there because yeah. I think that most of those mashed grapes had probably been sitting around for a long time and um it was pretty disgusting uh the smell was really horrible Oof. and uh there definitely wasn't any plumbing down there it was sort of a bucket system <laughs> and <laughs> nice. um yeah it was just they were all really scared and uh just horribly treated so i um I, uh, I knew that if I, the, the way out was actually pretty short, um, so, and, and straight, and I had left, uh, the cellar open, so all they had to do was, um, climb up a little ladder with pretty small rungs, so I, um, told the older kids to let the little ones go first and go behind them so that if they slipped at all they could 
make sure that they didn't fall because they all seemed um, to get some energy back when they realized it was there to um, help them get out. Very nice. Um, so I thought, okay, they can probably climb the ladder because it's not very long. And uh, I let them out. Um, I, I watched at the door to make sure that I didn't need to close it right away, and they, they got out, and I um, had shut the shelf, but it sort of creaked at the end. Uh-oh. Um, and then I heard some very fast boot uh, falls up stairs, but they sounded like they were on the second floor and I was in the basement, so I whipped right out of there, um, and, uh, started to run. I, um, got out. I don't think anybody necessarily saw me. Um, I, I know that the lights went on and that the doors were open, so they started looking outside. Um, the kids were pretty well far ahead of me, so I was pretty sure I was safe, and I had given them directions, um, to, a uh, family friends, um, house who didn't have any children that I knew, um, would feed them that night. I didn't know, um, that I'd get caught, but <laughs> I planned on joining them, um, I headed towards that house to make sure that they got to the door, but I ran home to get a few provisions, and I just kept going. I didn't um, really get to leave a note or anything, mm -hmm. because I saw torches um, going around town, and I really didn't um, think that I wanted to drag my family into it, so I didn't want them to know where I was going or where I was from. They didn't okay. ever seem too close, but um, they multiplied. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I had to leave as fast as I could. And how long ago was that? It's been like 11 months all right all right well uh you are kind of shaken from your you know reverie with from a knock at the door all right i'm gonna sort of peek um, through the window you see a young man standing at the door wearing kind of urchin clothing hmm I'll open it. Hello? Or he takes his hat off and holds it, you know, trying to be all polite. It's like, uh, are you Grin? Yes. Who are you? Uh, my name is Byron. Uh, I, I, the, uh, the kid, the Janice and, and Bobby, the kids you helped. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was the, the 12 year old they told you about. I'm I'm th I'm 13 now, but um, I had actually managed to uh, sneak away, uh, and they told me about everything you did, and I needed to find you 
because I wanted, I want to be like you. I want to help people like you. I want you to train me to be like you. And then while I was on my way here, I heard all these stories about you fighting vampires and 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 wolves and and helping people, and I just knew I needed to be like you. Do you have a family, Byron? No, ma'am. Well, you do now. You can stay here, and I'm going to find a family that can help you if I have to leave. I won't. I won't be your squire. And he kneels. I'll get up, Byron. I don't need you to do that. He stands up. I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't do that again this time, ma'am. It's okay. You don't have to be sorry all the time. Um, uh, how did you escape? Well, I just, uh, one day when, uh, the master got a little bit, uh, tipsy, uh, I managed to slip past him, uh, in a, in a crate, a crate of oranges. Wow. How long did you have to stay there? Oh, uh, I was I was there since I was I don't even I I don't even remember when I got there, ma'am. Wow. Well, that must have been frightening. Um, where are you from? Where are you from? Um, I don't actually think of where the town is called. Um. Throughout a name, it'll be canon. Oh, I'll, I'll name it after one of my old characters. Um, Stoutmire. Oh, Stoutmire, same as you, ma'am. Okay. Um, well, uh, I will try to make a dish from our hometown um, tonight to welcome you. Thank you, ma'am. Um... In the meantime, I, if you need a rest, I'd be happy to let you um, relax and refresh yourself. Uh, Thank you, ma'am. It's been a long journey. I, I would imagine. Um, you know, there's time for stories and, uh, and plans later, but give yourself some strength. I'd like that, ma'am. All right. Grin, you now have a commoner as a, uh, 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 what did I call it again? Squire. Squire. <laughs> you have a commoner as a squire. Um, so. Is he going to um, become king of all England one day? We'll find out. It depends <laughs> on how well you train him. Okay. Um, so I will put together some stats for that, some basic skills. Okay. Things that maybe you, you taught him as well as things, you know, just he can do. Okay. Um, he's not going to be a super strong, no. but you okay. know, he's small That's <laughs> true. compared to you. He's probably about the same size. Maybe. I don't know. 12 year old. He might be taller. Depends. <laughs> no, 12, 12 year old boys aren't as tall as 12 year old. Girls. I don't know. I, after like two, I can't keep track anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> All right. Cool. Yay. That, that was it.
All right, Fiznik, <laughs> Mr. Man. Yeah. So, thanks to what, that. What have you been up to? Uh, <clears throat> purchasing a Fez. No. Um. <laughs> so that you could be Fiznik instead of Fiznik, or do you, Fez Fiznik, or Fiznik's Fez. Don't give me bad ideas. I'm sure we could come up. <laughs> I'm sure we could come up with some sort of cursed object that is in fact a fuzz. <laughs> a thought for later. So, uh, as a warlock, Fiznik has been mostly isolated into his uh, uh, new home, redecorating. You know, drawing summoning circles in the middle of the floor, then covering them up with a, a rug so nobody judges him. <laughs> yeah. Line. Well, they're a little bit better with magic, although warlocks are a bit of an iffy magic. She has a couple of warlock spells on her bad list. Yeah. <laughs> it does look like it. Which uh, bad uh, warlock spells? Eldritch Blast? She's got she's got Chill Touch. Yeah. That's not a warlock spell. There's only one. No. <laughs> um. Fair enough. <laughs> Was yep. Sorcerers have one spell: fireball. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So <laughs> anyway, you know, generally spookifying up his cottage, spookifying and naturefying, right? He, he spook of nature. Spook of naturing, because he probably found the most run down of the cottages and then has kind of been nudging it back to nature through the magics making it look kind of like a hobbit hole Aww. Yeah. <laughs> build why am i not surprised Fiznik? yeah forest no what are you gonna do <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> <laughs> all right so you know you've had a long day of that and uh you go to the was it the lucky bandit or whatever the tavern to get dinner and a drink uh as has become kind of a habit for you mm-hmm. you know you're you're greeted by uh aisling welcome nice to see you again can i get you your usual yes and the booster seat please <laughs> <laughs> and she heads off um and so you're uh you're there and you uh You've been kind of you've been kind of in in place for a while, uh, which uh, so you've been thinking about your patron who wanted you to find stuff mm-hmm. and uh, so Re- reclaim. Magic. Let's rewind a couple of years, shall we? Yeah. You go. You're you're you're, you're you uh, get the booster seat. You take a chug of ale and then you start falling. It pauses mid fall and says, "I bet you're wondering how I got here." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so we rewind a couple years, and you are um, in the country of Paxani. Uh, you heard about these uh, these mushrooms that grow. Um, Paxani is a mountainous island, like multiple island country. It's got like three really large islands and lots of little islands. It's in the north. Uh, and it's very cold. And it's very mountainous. And you heard that there are mushrooms that grow in the leeward side of the mountains that can cure rare diseases. Ooh. Things that cause a pox and a shallow breathing. Mm. And uh, mm. 
this uh, this man in this town sent you to find these for him um, because he knows you're good at finding uh, special uh, you know herbs and, and stuff uh, as is that is your skill set mm-hmm. um, and so you end up uh, you end up in uh, the mountains north of Dusk Hollow. So you've been you've been walking around these mountains for a while, looking for this rare mushroom, and you see what looks to be the entrance of a cave. So, do you head on over to? Of course. It? All right, you head on over to the cave. No much curiosity. Of course, yeah. Curiosity killed the gnome, is what they say, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Just inside, the mouth, right. <laughs> just inside the mouth of the cave is a pile of dead gnomes. <laughs> All of them wearing a little button that says, Curiosity killed the gnome! And you're like, crap, it's my people. <laughs> I love you, brother, but I'm gonna leave. <laughs> As you approach, uh, it's not a cave. It's actually... Uh, the remains of an ancient edifice rising toward the mountaintop. Uh, carved into the side of Strawman's Peak, hidden from forest view by Craggy Bluff, your eyes light upon a smooth stone entryway. Ages of frost build up, integrating the construction into the mountain itself. As your eyes further adjust to the brightness, you perceive a sizable stone column beneath layers of snow to your right, the base of its fellow having caught your attention upon arrival. The bare hand-carved planes of the fallen column, only lightly dusted with frost unlike the rest of your surroundings, indicate that it may have just recently fallen. You brush the snow from the stone doorway, as you are a nosy motherfucker, um, and you see some uh, lang- a language, an ancient language with roots in Elvish. What languages do you speak, Fiznik? All of them. Uh, let's see, so at this time... I would not be able to read anything, but right. You're just a you're just a gnome. Yeah, just a regular dude. Uh, see, then I speak gnome and Sylvan. Okay, that's pretty close. Let's roll a history check and, and common. Uh, I, I presumed. Otherwise, this would have been a really awkward all around. I learned common later in life. <laughs> so it's common as a second language. Yes. Oh, that would be an amazing yeah. character concept. Okay, history. <laughs> uh, let's see. Nine plus four. So, 13. All right. It's not hard for you with the languages that you do know to kind of essentially get the feeling that it says... Show the sign and enter. For those listening at home, Ari just flipped off the camera. <laughs> For those of you not in this room, I flipped Three off years. the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens. <laughs> okay. So give the sign and enter. Or proceed, or what was it? Show the sign and enter. Show the sign. The door has intricate designs weaving across its surface, meeting at the center in a shape, from, um, in a round shape. Round shape. Um. 
Can I uh, investigate the door and see if there's anything else that might give me a clue as to what the sign is? Sure. 22. Right. So you investigate, and it definitely looks almost like it's like a keyhole, but not. Um, uh, you do find some of the mushrooms you were looking for. I'm <laughs> going to pick one of the mushrooms and right. try and put... As you do so, vines start popping out of the ground and forming a shape in front of the doorway you were just investigating. And they form themselves into the shape of a doorway with a door handle on it. I open the door. <laughs> okay. You open it up and pass through. Uh, suddenly you are in a glade. Uh, it's it's a very uh, autumnal looking. Uh, you know, it's it's like a good maybe 65, 70 degrees. The trees are red and yellow and orange and just, you know, a fire with the colors of autumn. Mm. Uh, and as you, and there's a, path leading forward and as you walk down that path it leads to what appears to be almost a throne just kind of built out of the ground as if it's just a natural chair and in that chair you see a fey being (laughs) it's not unfamiliar to you because your family has passed through the fey wild and you're very familiar with your surroundings you know you can tell that it's not a normal old woods but definitely a magical fey style woods um and in that chair is that uh fey person how did you describe him uh you have your character sheet uh, give me 30 seconds it's on page oh yeah the fey and silver yeah yeah so, so you just you gave a very brief description. Oh, yeah. Um, a man with uh, flowing silver gray robes, dusky skin, and uh, dusky silver skin and piercing purple eyes with flowing white hair. <laughs> he uh, says, "Welcome," and. You are? Uh, 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 Fiznik Moby, sir. Looks around nervously. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna die. (laughs) That door you were investigating, that's not for you. So I gave you one for you. (laughs) What is it? That you are on this mountain for. Well, you... I'm a gnome of the forests, and I just kind of wander yes. in the forests and forage and, and... Well, you were on a mountaintop near a, an ancient temple entrance. Oh, that's what that... That does not sound like your modus operandi. 
<laughs> Apparently, Fay is Latin. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I was looking for these mushrooms, and I hold it out to him, and say, oh. and and I, it was getting dark, and I kind of stumbled along. I wasn't entirely sure where I was going. I was just looking for these mushrooms, and I found one. And as soon as I found it, boom, I'm here. <laughs> uh, yes, the Mobius mushroom. Very powerful fungus. One that can bring some almost back from the dead. So I shouldn't <laughs> put it in a stew. Well, it also tastes great. <laughs> and it's great for the skin. I drink a bowl of Mobius mushroom soup almost every morning for the last 2,000 years. That explains the complexion and the light <laughs> sheen to your hair. <laughs> Why, thank you. You flatter me. So are you just a truffle hunter, or what is it that you do when you aren't finding mushrooms on mountains? Well, I, I tried... Uh, I tried to learn the ways of the druid, but I'm, I'm not very good at it. Uh, ah, yes. I get... You must be from that village down below, the druid village. Not exactly. <laughs> I had an argument with some squirrels. <laughs> the... Ah, yes. Things... We've all been there, my friend. Things were said... They are chatty... <laughs> And they are catty. <laughs> they are. Things were said. Hurtful things, my lord. Hurtful things. Things that can never be taken back. Well, on the discussion of things, <laughs> do you like to find things? Well, my people are known for finding things. And themselves, and themselves in things. Yes, I heard about the pile of gnomes of those pins. Um, <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. I, they were like that when I found them. Would you like to find things for me? What's the catch? The catch is that you must bring them to me instead of keeping them for yourself. Okay. I have a collection of curiosities I keep in my castle. But it's hard for me to travel in the lands outside the Feywild. They are barbaric and weird. Is this just... Just Jeff Goldblum and Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> so, what I offer you is great magic power in exchange for neat things. <laughs> that is all. Ooh. Hmm. <coughs> like. 
wizard powers? Very similar, only <laughs> you don't need to do any reading. Hmm. What would I have to do to get these powers? I wouldn't have to sleep with you, would I? Not unless you want to. That's an awful long thought. <laughs> no, I'm good. Alright. Then we will shake on it. And he stands and he towers over you. He's a good 13 to 15 feet tall. You, At your height, you can't even make a judgment on how tall this man is. And he's very slight. And when he walks, he almost floats. And he walks towards you, leans over, and puts out his hand. And Fiznik spits in his own hand and holds it like straight <laughs> above his head. <laughs> As if he's like so you... raising his hand in class. <laughs> so he, he takes your hand. His hand is very cold to the touch. No. Almost... Icy and a little wet now. Um, and as his hand stick to And as his hand wraps around your hand, you feel a jolt of power go into your body. Mm. Almost you almost feel like you might be glowing green when this happens, but obviously there's no mirror, so you don't this know. You can kinda of see your hand a little bit and it feels like like there's almost electricity going through you. And mm. And in your head, you you know how to do magic now. You just know how to do it. What? And it's things like Eldritch Blast and <laughs> such. His favorite. Mm-hmm. Every warlock ever's favorite. <laughs> and so then the Fey Prince returns to his seat um, and says, Okay. Next time I need you, I'll summon you. I know where you are at all times. Okay. <laughs> so I just... One, th- one thing, there is one particular curiosity I would like you to keep your eyes open for. Ooh, okay. It is an amulet. The shape of an hourglass. Amulet. Mithril and set with... Green emeralds. Emerald, mithril, hourglass, amulet. Got it. And then there's a flash. Mm -hmm. And you're (laughs) back in the town of Dusk Hollow, which is the closest town. Um, And you have an entire armload of the mushrooms. (laughs) All right, the end. (laughs) not really no you wake up from your revelry remembering Mm -hmm. because there are some loud ass uh voices uh in the in the tavern It, it seems like they're it seems like they are um they're telling secrets but saying them loud enough they're hoping someone will hear yeah that was me in middle school (laughs) Uh, two men are sitting at a table talking about this large treasure 
in the evil kingdom of Nimresa. Mm. Maybe a week's journey from here. But they would need help in order to, you know, get in mm-hmm. and get this treasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I smell an adventure coming <laughs> on. <laughs> uh-huh. Does Fiznik want to talk to them or? Yeah. So he kind of turns in his bar stool a little bit and leans his ear not so incredibly subtly in their direction to try and glean more information from them. And they start speaking up because they want them to hear it. You you see them kind of lean back in their chairs to get closer to you. Because they're not dumb. (laughs) They discuss this kingdom of Nimresa um, and how the queen there is uh, a dictator and how she, you know, just wants to crush everyone. And uh, they they want to take these riches and redistribute the wealth among the poor and, and, and the needy in that country. And, you know, maybe fund a little bit for themselves. You know, you got to... Army, you know, travels on its stomach, but they need an army. At least mm, five people. (laughs) Perhaps ones with a skill set for taking down evil leaders. There's not just gold coin. There are magic items and and jewelry. They hear that the the time amulet is there. <laughs> it's kind of like that, uh, uh, you know, cartoon thing where, you know, they're writing notes very quickly, and then they hear something suddenly very interesting, and they stop and they look up, like, yeah, that's what happened. Okay. That's that's what they've been saying. So, what does uh, Fisnick do? He uh, slides off the stool, and as fast as he can get leaves the the bar and runs to find the rest of the party going I have a quest <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave it <laughs> an evil queen with a secret treasure what new adventure awaits our heroes find out next time on of dice and dens a D podcast <laughs>